0: وكله عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله ارسل الله تعالى بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا داعيا الى الله باذنه وسراجا منيرا فما بعد but تعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله one who is ولا one إلا the مسلمون who is يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا who is يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن one الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما who is نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وآله وصحبه وسلم إن وَخَيْرُ الْهَدِي هَدِي مُحَمَّدٍ صلى الله عليه وسلم وَشَرُ الأمور مُحْدَثَاتُهَا وَكُلَّ مُحْدَثَةٍ بِدَعْ وَكُلَّ بِدَعْتٍ ضَلَالَةٍ وَكُلَّ ضَلَالَةٍ فِي الْنَارِ Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, لا إله إلا الله والله أكبر, الله أكبر وليله الحمد My dear brothers, sisters, elders, as we are gathered today for Juma on Yawm al let me remind myself and you about the significance of this day and the first 10 days of Dhul Hijjah, which the last of them or the ninth day is today. And Yawmul Arafah is the ninth day. The tenth day of Dhul Hijjah is Yawmul Eid. InshaAllah, we ask Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala to grant us that with Iman and with all His rewards, inshaAllah. Jabir reported from Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam who said, No day is better in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than the day of Arafah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala descends to the lowest heaven and He boasts to the inhabitants of the heavens about the inhabitants of the earth saying, Look at my slaves, appearing disheveled and dusty. They came from every mountain pass, hoping for my mercy. They do not see my punishment and they do not see that on this day on no day are more saved from the hellfire than on the day of Arafah. My brothers and sisters, let us remember that we do not know when Laylatul Qadr, the best night of the year is. We know it's in the last ten nights of Ramadan Al-Kareem, but we don't know which one it is. But we know which is the best day of the year and that is today, Yomul Arafah, the ninth of Dhul Hijjah. And so therefore, my advice to you and myself is stay away from social media. Switch off your phone. Spend the day in the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jala jalal. Maximize your good deeds, maximize your sadaqah, maximize your zikr. Forgive everyone and seek their forgiveness. And don't send a general meaningless message saying, if I did something, I didn't, I didn't do something to you or somebody else. Don't do all that. You know what you did, and you know who you did it to. Call those people. Go meet them, talk to them. Seek forgiveness. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised to forgive, insha'Allah. So let's take advantage of this day, because we may not see it again. Ibn Abbas reported in Bukhari, hadith which is in Bukhari, he said, Ibn Abbas reported from Nabi sallam, no good deeds are better in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than those that are done in the first ten days of Dhul Hijjah. Some sahaba asked him, Not even jihad fi sabilillah?" ya Rasulullah. Rasulullah sallam said, Not even jihad fi sabilillah, except for a man who goes out with his life and his wealth and he does not return. He returns with nothing. This was the day when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam delivered his khutbah during hajj, which is called the khutbah wada. And that too was on a Friday. Abdullah ibn Masood reported that Rasulullah asked during this khutbah, he said, Which month do you know has the greatest sanctity? And they said, No doubt, this month of ours, Abdul Hijjah. Rasulullah said, He asked, Which city do you know has the greatest sanctity? And they said, No doubt, this city of ours, Makkah. Rasulullah said, Which day? do you know, has the greatest sanctity? And they said, no doubt, this day of ours, Yamul Arafa. Rasulullah wasallam said, verily, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sanctified your lives, your wealth and your honor, except by right of justice, like the sanctity of this day of yours, in this city of yours, in this month of yours. And then he said, Have I not delivered the message? And Rasulullah asked this question three times. Have I not delivered the message? And they answered him, Yes, Ya Rasulullah, you have delivered the message. Then he asked again, ya, Have I not delivered the message? And again they answered him. And again he said, Have I not delivered the message? And again they answered him. He looked up to the heavens, he raised his finger, and he said, Oh Allah, you are witness. And then Rasululullah said, Khairul dua, dua al arafah. He said, The best dua is that which is made on the day of Arafah. And the best of that is what I say, what is said by me and the prophets before me. And that is, La ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lah. Lahul mulku wa lahul hamdu wa hua ala kulli shayin qadir. Khairu dua, addua u yawm al Arafah. Wa khayru maa kultu ana wa nabiyoon min qabli. La ilaha illahu wahdahu la sharika lahu Lahul Mulku wa Lahul Hamdu Bahuala Kulli Shayin Khadir. How come a kala alayhi salatu salam? Abu Qataran who reported that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi was asked about the fasting on the day of Arafah. And he said it will expiate the sins of the previous and upcoming and forthcoming years, two years and then rasulullah sallallahu was asked about fasting the day of ashura and he said it will expiate the sins of the past year and this is a muslim ashura will be in the next month inshallah now this refers to the minor sins that do not re- require specific istighfar and tauba if we, it is not expected of the muslim that he will commit a major sin but if that happens may allah forgive us then it is important and necessary That we make specific istighfar and tawbah for that with the yaqeen that insha'Allah Allah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive as He promised to forgive. My my brothers and sisters, let me also remind you of the best ibadah tomorrow which is Udhiyah. Before I go to the Udhiyah, the sacrifice, let me also remind you of the adab of of the uh, Salatul Eid. The Salatul Eid, unlike Jum'ah, the Salah is before the khutbah. In Jumaa the khutbah is before the Salah. And in Jum'ah the khutbah is Fard. In Salatul Eid the khutbah is Mustahab. It is not Fard. However, it is the Adab of this Deen that we pray the Salatul Eid and then we sit peacefully and calmly and listen to the khutbah of Eid. And if for some emergency you need to go, then you are free to go. But get up quietly. Don't talk to anybody, don't greet anybody, don't say anything to anybody, quietly leave the place and go. Please do not stand up and talk to people and greet people and so on while the Imam is making khutbah. This is hugely, hugely disrespectful of the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Please do not do that. Inshallah, alhamdulillah, especially I'm talking to the people in this country, there is no emergency whatsoever that makes us have to leave immediately after it. Illa mashallah we ask Allah to save us from that. If there is something like that, then do that quietly without disturbing anybody. About Udhiya, there are two opinions. One opinion of Imam of Abu Hanifa, Imam al Imam Ibn Taymiyyah and others and also one of the two opinions of the Hanbali and Maliki mazabs is that Qurbani which is udhiya is wajib. It is compulsory, it is uh, obligatory. And this is based on the evidence that they have, is based on the ayat of the Qur'an where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, li This is a command and the command implies that the thing that is commanded is obligatory and wajib. The second one is the hadith in Muslim, jundub r.a. who reported that Rasulullah Wasallam said, Whoever slaughtered his sacrifice before he prays, let him slaughter another one in its place, and whoever did not slaughter a sacrifice, let him do so in the name of Allah. So, this is a direct hukam from Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that the slaughter should be done. And he, and because of that, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam specified that it should be done, what time it should be done, not before but after. And the third one is <coughs> the hadith in, in Ibn Majah reported by Abu Hura who said that Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, whoever can afford to offer a sacrifice but does not do that, let him not come to our place of prayer. So this is a very strong statement by Rasulullah. Sallallahu wa the second opinion is that of Imam Shafi and the other opinions of Imam Ahmad and Imam Malik that the udhiya is a sunnah mu'akkada which is a stress sunnah and highly uh, recommended. And if somebody leaves it without a reason, then this is highly disliked. But it is not haram and so forth. But to make that kind of a differentiation and saying, oh, but you see, it is not harm, therefore I need not do it, this is a sign of complete absence of human. So please, don't fall into that trap. The purpose of ilm, this is one of the things I want to stress. Today, because ilm is easily available, or at least information is easy, ilm is not easily available, information is easily available, right, on the internet and so on. We make our own ijtihad and we seem to use this knowledge to find loopholes like rats to leave the ship. That is not the purpose of ilm. The purpose of ilm is not to teach you how to do the least. The purpose of ilm is to teach you to how to do the most. To pick the avdal, To do the thing at in a way which is the best. That is the purpose of ilm. Not to try to run away and find a loophole and to try to shortcut and to... So please, never use knowledge for that reason. Abdullah bin Umar, he said that Rasulullah SAW lived in Medina for 10 years and every year he slaughtered an animal. Zaid bin Alqam, Arqam, reported that the Sahabas asked Nabi and they said, Ya Rasulullah, what is this sacrifice? Rasulullah SAW said, it is the way of your ancestor, of your father, Ibrahim salam." AS. They asked him, what is there in reward for us in it? And he said, there is a reward for every hair of the animal. And they asked him, but what about if there is wool? Uh, may Allah bless us, how, what kind of question they asked. And because of that, we have our deen, alhamdulillah. They said, what if it is wool? Nabi wasallam said, there is one reward for every strand of wool. And this is in Musnad Ahmad and Ibn Majah. My brothers and sisters, let us maximize the benefits of... Of the opportunities that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants us. And not take shortcuts and excuses to disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala called us Muslim. Those who submit and included us in the millat of Ibrahim alayhi salam. Who was the icon of submission to the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. My brothers and sisters I want to remind myself and you. That the meaning of being Muslim is to submit to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Without question, without argument, without reservation or hesitation. To submit joyfully and eagerly and that is the symbol of our trust in Him Jalla Jalalum. And that trust is what earns His pleasure and His help. And that is why the iconic symbol of Islam is the sajda, A state of total submission and helplessness of unhesitating obedience. A symbol of total trust and faith and that is why it is haram to anyone other than Allah. The life of Ibrahim alayhi salam is a symbol of all these things. The reward of of tawakkul, of of reliance and trust is the nusrat of Allah, is the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who is not subject to any of his own laws. Remember, tawakkul comes only and only from obedience. We cannot live a life of disobedience and expect our heart to be filled with the nur of tawakkul. The whole journey of hajj is a reminder for us about obeying, not because it is convenient or pleasant or even logical. But because we love Allah and this is what He told us to do. We begin by putting on the ihram which is neither graceful nor comfortable. We make sa'i commemorating what our mother Hajar alayhi salam did. She did it for a reason. We did it because she did it. For us Allah made her action the reason. We stand in Arafah on the day of Hajj instead of being at the Kaaba. Even though Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said make Hajj to the bait of Allah. To the house of Allah. We pick up stones in Muzdalifa and throw them at the Jamarat in Mina. None of these rituals is either reasonable or logical. But then, love is neither reasonable nor logical. Love is to leave all reason and logic behind for the only one who is worthy of being loved. And that is why Allah Iqbal, said, He said, On the first day of creation, Jibreel said to me, Do not accept a heart which is the slave of the aql, of the brain. The spirit of Uthiyah is submission to the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Submission when the very action of submission may well be painful for ourselves. When submitting to the will of Allah may mean denying ourselves something that we love to do. Submission may even seem to be a source of loss or harm. To the one who looks at it with eyes blinded by the dunya, but to the one who sees it with the eyes of taqwa, as Ibrahim alayhi salam, Hajar alayhi salam, and Ismail السلام, did, he will see the blessing behind it. He will see the beauty of fulfillment of the purpose of our very existence in obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu, without question. They would not hesitate to spend anything in order to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Knowing that what they spend is not a sacrifice but an investment. It is something that they would have lost one day anyway. All that they are doing is transferring it from a perishable state to an everlasting state. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَمَا عِنْدَكُمْ يَنْفَدُوا وَمَا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ بَاقِ وَلَنَجْزِيَنَّ ladina صَبَرُوا بِأَحْسَنِ مَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said which means whatever is with you will be finished, will be exhausted, will perish. And whatever with, is with Allah will remain. And those who are patient, who have sabr, <coughs> we will certainly pay them a reward in proportion to the best of what they used to do. This is not blind faith. It is faith with understanding. Understanding that the best and most secure investment with the highest return is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A Muslim tries to maximize that and tries to convert all his perishable wealth into eternal assets with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is our demonstration of love for the love we, for the one we love above anyone and anything else. My brothers and sisters, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, لن ينال الله لحمها ولا دماؤها ولكن يناله الطقوه منكم كذلك سخرها لكم لا الله على ما هداكم وبشر المحسنين إن الله يدافع عن الذين آمنوا إن الله يدافع إن الله يدافع عن الذين آمنوا إن الله لا يحب كل خوار كفور Allah said it is neither the meat nor the blood. That reaches Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But it is taqwa from you that reaches him Jalla Jalaluhu. Thus we have made this subject to you. That you may magnify and glorify Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For his guidance to you. And give glad tidings, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, to the muhsinun. Truly Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala defends those who believe. Verily really Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala dislikes the treacherous ingrate. The one who, who is ungrateful to Allah. The purpose of qurbani, the purpose of adhiyya is to inculcate the spirit of submission by sacrificing our personal desires to win the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and become among those who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala called al-muhsinun. أقول خول هذا استغفر wa lakum ولكم ولسائل المسلمين فاستغفره إنه هو القفور الرحيم
1: rahim.
0: لله rabbil العالمين السلام والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وآله وصحبه وسلم تسلما كثيرا كثيرة. I remind myself and you that to send salat and salam on Rasulullah is among the best if not one of the best Azkar, ways of making zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is especially recommended on Friday and today it is even more reason. So try to do as much and try to send as much salat and salam on Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam today uh, from now until the day ends at Maghrib inshallah. Now, brothers and sisters in Islam, I would like to remind you to stay away from all controversies and disputes that divide the hearts of people. Our usual Arguments about minor rulings, for example, like moon sighting and this and that, fiqh of differences of fiqh and the different rulings of different madahib and masalik, often and most often and usually they create conflicts and divisions among us. Let us remember that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not ask us which day we started fasting or which day we celebrated Eid, but He will ask what we did to break the hearts of people what we did to divide people and what we did to bring hearts together. So let us, not, let us make sure that we do not fall into the trap of self-righteousness, criticizing others, imagining that you have this direct line to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that He is talking to you. He didn't talk to George Bush and He is not talking to you either. Let us remember that to have a difference of opinion is permissible. But imagining that, but, 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 but deriding others this is not permissible. The difference of opinion of scholars and I'm people who have a right to differ in an opinion are people who have the knowledge to be able to discuss that. Not people like me and you. Or at least not like me. I don't say you because there are others here who have that right. But not me. Please understand this very clearly. Let us remember that if there is a difference of opinion leave it alone. But to use that difference of opinion to attack others and pronounce judgments on them and to split the ummah into groups into different groups is the work of shaitan. Allah said, Allahi jami'an Allah did not say, La He said, La He did not say, Don't have a different opinion. He said, Don't divide yourselves. So stay away from anyone like this who tries to bring about divisions. Warn them, admonish them, and then ignore them. And don't follow them and don't engage with them. Don't waste your time. I want to end with. Wishing you all a beautiful Eid al-Adha tomorrow and to request you in the middle of your enjoyment of eating good food and meeting relatives and friends to spare a little time and remember and remind each other of the true spirit of sacrifice and qurmai. To remember and remind each other of Muslims in other parts of the world who do not have the means or the safety to celebrate this Eid. Let us remember and remind ourselves also about those who have newly reverted to Islam. They feel the loneliest on the day of Eid, which becomes a day of sadness for them. Please invite them home, keep them with you, and ensure that they feel a part of the family of faith, the Ummah of Rasulullah wa I want to remind you that there are many people right here who live among us. Don't forget them on the day of Eid. Go look for them, bring a smile to their faces, and ensure that they feel that they have family and that they have a good meal and that they feel related in the only relationship which matters, which is the relationship of Iman and faith. رَبَّنَا فَقْفِرْ لَنَا ذُنُوبَنَا وَكَفِّرَنَّا سَيَّاتِنَا وَتَوَفَّنَا مَعَ برَارٌ يَا هَيُّ يَا قَيُّمْ بِرَحْمَتِكَ نَسْتَغِيْثُ أَسْلِحْ لَنَا شَانَنَا كُلَّهْ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا أَنتْ اللهم ادنا في من هديت وعافنا في من عافيت وتولنا في من توليت وبارك لنا فيما عتيت وقنا وصيف المشر ما خذيت فإنك تغدي ولا يغدى عليك فإنه لا يضل مواليد ولا يعز من عاديت تبارك ربنا وتعاليت نستغفرك اللهم ونتوب إليك اللهم عز الإسلام والمسلمين وأذل الشرك والمشركين ودميرادع الدين اللهم احفز مسلمين في كل مكان اللهم احفظ مسلمين في كل مكان يا ذا الجلال والاكرام يا ارحم الراحمين اللهم انصر من نصر دين محمد صلى الله عليه واله وصحبه وسلم اللهم adina من sallallahu دين محمد صلى الله عليه واله وصحبه وسلم ولا تجعلنا معهم ربنا ظلمنا انفسنا والا لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لا من الخاسرين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الاخره حسنة وقنا عذاب النار آمين يا رب العالمين يا عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يعمر بالعدل والإحسان وإي تأيذ القربة عن الفحشي والمنكر والبغي يأيذكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله يذكركم عدو يستجيب لكم ولا ذكر الله أكبر والله يالم ما تسنعون أقيم السلام